0: hello and welcome to too fast too forever there's all kinds of family we chose this one this is episode 112 memento from 2000 i'm joey lewandowski
1: i'm joe Two, and this episode is brought to you by forgotten art tattoo gallery on East Avenue K in Lancaster, California, Forgotten Art Tattoo Gallery is Lancaster's premier tattoo artist's working in a clean and professional environment. Shout out to Forgotten Art Tattoo Gallery.
0: Shout out to Forgotten Art Tattoo Gallery. Perfect sponsor for today's episode as tattoos and inking and memory, all sorts of things coming yeah. into play in our back half about Memento. But first, Joe, extracurricular activities. What have you been up to since we last checked in?
1: First thing up today and this weekend, like we were doing like a lot of like baking and fooding and things like that. For the first time ever, Rachel made me cherry jam. It was our first Ooh, okay, time making okay. jam. Cherry, it's like cherry season. If you go, there's like a whole bunch of like cherries that are in giant bags right now. And I love cherry jam. And I love it because I use it as like um, sweetener and yogurt. I actually had this like yogurt that I really like. We've also like been making yogurt. Like you just get like milk and then you put it in the instant pot and put it on yogurt and it just makes more yogurt. So I made a whole bunch more of the yogurt that I really like. And I wanted cherry jam and there was cherries. So we made cherry jam. So that was like the process we did today. It wasn't really hard. We canned a bunch of it. I don't know how it's going to turn out. They're cooling down now. There's something that I told you about, obviously watching Lost, but we also watched um, a stand-up special, because you were mentioning stand-up specials, and it was like this one called... It was one by a guy named Jack Whitehall, and I think it was called like, I'm Just Telling Jokes or something, or it's just jokes?
0: I'm Only Joking. I'm Only
1: Joking, okay. And it was like a really nice, gentle comedy special. Like, it wasn't super edgy, it wasn't super crazy, it's just like... Just funny jokes. I described it to my friends as like it will be a great comedy special to watch with a girl on a first date. You both would giggle. Nobody would be offended. It's just jokes, right?
0: He's just joking.
1: Like, and he's like a good-looking dude. He has like really piercing blue eyes. He's like a rich kid too. It's part of the story. Watch it. it I think it was funny. If you want something like very tame as a stand-up, it's good. The other thing I was watching on Netflix is the new mob show. Have you heard about it? I don't know about this. It's called Fear City. They might be like 30 minutes. They feel like 30 or 40 minutes. It just like goes through like the five mob family bosses and like how they did the first like big Rico case against them, right? Okay. And like, it's like how like Rudy Giuliani was involved and like, you know, how they were involved with like trash and construction and stuff like that. And it kind of has like a similar feel to almost like a McMillions just in like the tone of how it's shot and stuff.
0: Is it good? Are you liking it?
1: I'm liking it. It's fun to see New York back in the day, right? And like they have like some of the guys that were in the mob on it. They have like Giuliani doing interviews for it. And they do like some kind of reenactment type things. It's interesting. That's what I'm that's why it reminded me of McMillian's just like in the setup of it, you know, every episode's kind of like a new piece to it, right? I'm enjoying it. It's fun, brain mush. Uh, I like it a lot. I'm probably going to finish it up soon, but I was watching other stuff for this, so...
0: Baseball is back, of course. Yes. So I've been watching a lot of baseball. I also didn't realize, because I guess just because I'm more, you know, my friends are more into baseball than basketball, but I didn't realize that basketball comes back on Thursday. Yeah, uh, and hockey's the NBA back NBA on restart Thursday. restart is Thursday.
1: Or Thursday or Saturday, hockey's back, Yeah, too. crazy.
0: But the more exciting thing is that yesterday finally capped off a months-long quest that I had discussed on here before.
1: What was it? So I don't remember.
0: Back in November, you and I went to Brian and Nicole's wonderful, wonderful wedding. Yep. We recounted it in probably too much detail for this podcast, but we talked about it for a very long time.
1: It was awesome. It was fun. It
0: was awesome. And then Brian came on and he was talking about it too. But I don't know if you'll remember from that night or from our conversations here, but at that wedding, I met his friends, John and Katie and they were getting married and I was like so you're going to invite me to the wedding right and like having just met them but it was just like a funny joke or whatever and then like by the end of the night apparently John was like he's he's kind of making a good case for it and I was like well you know so I kind of like let it die I just like you know I friended both of them on Facebook but I didn't message them and like whenever John would be on Brian's podcast like they would talk about it you know there was an episode where he Kyle and John all had an episode together and like that came up okay and then like a couple of weeks ago I get a Facebook message from John just asking for my email address and I screenshot and I send it to Brian. Brian. Brian, I'm like, Brian, it's happening. And I get an invite to their virtual wedding via Zoom, which was yesterday, and I was like... Oh, yes. that's I was cool! Like, not the wedding that I was envisioning going to, but also not the wedding that they were envisioning having. Having, but I was just like, I'm just honored to be included.
1: They didn't have to like pay for a plate for you, and you're not like right. Yeah, this is much tamer. Wow. Okay, cool.
0: Yes. Okay. And so I was like, I don't think I would have made the cut if it was an actual, like a real life, yeah, like 50 people wedding. Yeah. <laughs> it's just an honor to be included. So like, John and Katie had a virtual guest book where you could record a video up to two minutes long. So I did a couple of takes and I was just like, Oh then I don't know. And then I did one that was like forty five seconds that I submitted where I was just like, I'm so happy for both of you, it feels like months since I first <laughs> met you and begged you for an invite to the wedding. And you know, what an, what a special day for all three of us. And I was like, I'm looking forward to getting to know both of you better or at all, really. <laughs> The wedding was actually really, really nice. Like I was surprised, not based on them, but like surprised that like the Zoom tech all worked as well. Like they had different people like speaking and they had this video that played and they were in their, their apartment that they, you know, they did their vows and everything was really, really wonderful. They split everybody up into breakout rooms because they had this the woman who was the officiant was also explaining how the zoom stuff was working. And she's like, After the recept- after the ceremony, you're gonna go into the breakout rooms and just think of it like it's your table. You know, like your table at your wedding, right? exactly i was like okay so i'm gonna be at this table with brian and nicole because they were on zoom and i was i knew that they were there but i was like i i know literally no one else at this wedding because i barely know the bride and groom so i get dumped into the breakout room and zoom if you've ever used zoom's breakout rooms it just takes a while i don't know why it takes so long but like it basically sends one person at a time and so i get put (laughs) into this room with like four other webcams it's like three couples and another dude and me and i'm like oh i don't know anyone i'm like messaging (laughs) brian like brian you have to get like brian can't control it it's like brian you to get here fast and they're all kind of like making like idle chit chat whatever and then Brian comes in and he's like oh Joey I didn't know you were here and like he just starts and we basically (laughs) then for 10 minutes while we wait for John and Katie just like force these other seven people brian's wife included to like listen to a podcast like me and brian just like <laughs> vamping about nonsense and he's like oh what's that what's that poster behind you and i'm like i'm showing it. he's like why don't you give a tour of your house and so i'm like <laughs> spinning the laptop around and we're talking about slumber party and the fast and the furious and like baseball and it was like a very weird like i think no one was enjoying it except for me and brian and that includes brian's wife who had to have, be having like a miserable time yeah hearing me and brian talk nonsense but then finally Again, finally, after like, you know, eight or 10 minutes, uh, John and Katie came in. They just said hi. Um, They were there for a couple of minutes and then they left to go to the next table yeah and we were free to go but like all in all it was like an hour it was really nice that's so cool Uh, got to hang out and talk with brian a little bit which was cool yeah overall great and finally you know i can check this one off my bucket list getting invited to a wedding from that wedding although i can't continue the streak because like i couldn't talk to anybody from this wedding to get invited to the next you know what i mean so like Uh, the, the domino can't continue but it's an honor to be nominated
1: it was cool that's yeah that story turned out way better than i thought it was going to good job. It was very
0: cool. And I also will tell you a story that has less payoff, I think, than uh, I would like, but I told you this on Facebook today, so I also went last night to hang out with uh, past guest of the show and friend of the pod, Jordan Paul and Clark. Okay, cool. She's moving up to Boston. She's shipping up to Boston, and she's like, I want to have like a movie watch in the backyard, so like, we, I went over there and we watched a movie at night. We watched our beloved Sleepaway Camp, which I brought to your Ooh, attention. Oh,
1: I love Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, great movie.
0: And so it was me and Jordan, Jordan's sister, and Jordan's sister's roommate, the four of us, watched it. But as I'm driving up there, I See a Ford GT coming up in the fast lane, Ooh. and like the headlights are not regular headlights. They're like, imagine, like, I don't know if you've seen, have you did you watch Annihilation? Yes. I know we picked it for Film Club. Okay. Yes. So you know, like, at the end, not even the end, but like, you know how, like, the shimmer, everything is kind of like all colors and no colors. It's just like, it's all kind of oozing and morphing and whatever. Yeah, like drugs. This car's headlights were not like that, but basically the outline of the headlights were that. And it's just like, it's this, like, rainbow.
1: It's like every bright neon color mixed together and makes kind of a white light.
0: But it's not like, it's not showing the light. I think, I don't know what it, it's it's very strange. And I'm like, I see this in my rear view. I'm like, that's so weird and so cool. Like now, especially now that we're doing Dude, what's my car? And like with the podcast, yeah. I'm more attentive. And I'm just like, I wonder if they have any other cool mods or whatever. And like, I don't, I, I didn't recognize from the front what car it was. And it looked American muscly, but I didn't know. And I see it drive by and it's the Ford GT. And I was like, oh, there's no other mods. Like, that's kind of, and I look and the license plate. <laughs> The license plate holder. And I'm like, oh, so the license plate holder is Brazzers, which if people don't know, is like one of the biggest porn production houses in the world. And I was like... The fuck who would promote like you have your, to be involved there's no way that has to be like an owner like an owner or a producer or something he like the guy who owns it right because yeah like, you wouldn't just be like a fan like people <laughs> who are like that's next level bro if you if you're like out here flexing browser
1: swag that's like pretty flagrant You know what I mean? Like, I can't imagine anybody's out here. You know, you would get, like, oh, maybe if you, like... Like, even if you were, like, the lighting guy, I get it, right? You're like, hey, yeah, I do, you know, lighting for Brazzers. And it'd be like, oh, that's pretty funny. I dig that. But if you were just like, yeah, man, huge fan. I'm subscribed to all of their (sighs) shit. It would be like, what? (laughs) What?
0: Yeah, like, I mean, I can, I can maybe see, like, maybe, maybe see wearing a t-shirt, like, if the logo, but, like... If I don't you know, went, like,
1: if I... you went to, like, an adult convention, like an adult... And, like, that was the giveaway or something? No, I don't know. no, if you just... were, like, if you were, like, going, like, if you were, like, going to Comic-Con and you, like, dress up, like, whatever character, you mm. don't do that, like, every day, but mm-hmm. if you were, like, going there, I could see you being, like, oh, Brazzers is my favorite, here's my Brazzers t-shirt, but you're not, like, wearing this to the bank, either, so... Yeah,
0: I mean, like, between the headlights and the license plate, and, like, it was a Very (laughs) unique blue color. I was like, this is a guy, presumably a guy, but almost certainly a guy who, like, probably has a what I would, I'm, I won't say that uh, <laughs> like wants to show off wants to flex and wants to be like look I am you know I'm a I'm a porn producer here's my cool car it's like yes oh okay
1: hopefully that's really cool that is really cool though it's just interesting i like that story a lot like it just it just took me for a loop because you're like yeah there's the headlights and then i see the license plate and i was like oh cool it's going kind to of have like a cool license plate or something it's like Brazzers. Nope. yeah like there yeah. you go
0: and not even like if the license plate was Brazzers, that'd be one thing yes! but just like the cheap plastic outline <laughs> is just, i'm like bro like what do you come on man yeah Ugh. we have a patreon page during the show too fast too forever.com shout out to cassie wilson jake freer ben milliman nick burris alex ellen and justin kleinman brian rodriguez of high school slumber party Haley gerbys west hampton christian larson and jerry robinson for supporting us at the five dollar level or above thank you all thank so much you. if you want to know what the next three laps are if you want to pick movies for us to watch this True. lap and the next three laps yep if you want to get stickers, a handwritten note, even more of our undying love and affection, too fast, too forever.com. We also have an email address here on the show, family at cageclub.me and Joe. We've got five emails. One is from Jerry. It's a car picture. So cool. we'll save that. But we have four emails to read.
1: Thanks for writing in, Jerry. Even if it's just a car picture, appreciate it. But
0: he has another email, too. So we okay, can get, cool. we can get, we'll get back to Jerry. But the first two emails he sent, and I told him to be better, both from West Hampton. First up, F and F1, what up, fam? What up, Wes? How are you doing, bud? Wow. That was an intense first movie with Nico and (laughs) Kevin. I love the intensity with which they just throw themselves into it. On the one hand, I'm not surprised, just based on what I know about their interest in pop culture, but on the other hand, it's kind of shocking that they haven't seen these movies before. Yep. Anyway... Here are some thoughts. Okay. We had a few Tower Records in Phoenix. I think the Insane Clown Posse meet-and-greet I went to in 2001 was at one. More <laughs> often, we'd go to Zia, a great local chain, or the basement of our student center at ASU, which had a record store called Hoodlums that I loved.
1: Oh, that's actually really cool. They had a record store in the in the school. I never had
0: that. You know my relationship with Screen Rant, so I wasn't surprised to see this article about Tokyo Drift get suggested to me, but I was surprised that it got picked up by so many places. I skimmed the article, didn't see a source, and it's been a couple of years since I listened to it, my guess is someone watched the director's commentary and just took quotes and turned it into an article. I know you're at least a lap away, but Justin Lin's commentary is really good. And I'm excited for you to hear it. Well, I think we talked about like I think either Wes had written in or when we did the trivia for Tokyo Drift, like I, the fact that they had hired a fall guy to get arrested was not shocking to me. Like I felt like we had heard that before. So I agree with Wes that like I can't believe that it became like such quote unquote news. That people were like, oh my god, can you believe this? It became
1: a huge news story for like the past two weeks. Like I've seen it, yeah, get picked up a bunch of places.
0: In the shirtless break scene, it looks like they're sitting on the Supra. I love it, even though it does slow the movie down a bit. Ironically, this would have fit perfectly in five five, six, or even seven.
1: That's a good point. They just couldn't have, like, they would have had a uh, face enhance them to be older. And we would have had to explain how Leon's back, but...
0: I wonder if the Vince's mom in the hospital thing was trying to bring a little humanity to the characters and to show they're not just stealing because they're bad or greedy, but because they have to, and they're trying to do right by their family. Sort of the quote, is it morally wrong to steal bread to feed your family? I mean, that's a bit of a jump, but that's what I took as one possible reason. But you're right. Doesn't really fit the tone, which is too bad because it's the only time in the movie that they really talk about how important family is or refer to the group as a family.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I see it as like giving them a reason to do it because at the end of the day, they're still buying like car parts, right? And like Dom has a business, seemingly does okay. Like he has a garage, he has a, he has food shack. You don't see them using that, like nobody says like, oh, like, you know, she needs a surgery, like we're getting money to pay for that or something it gives them humanity for sure but i don't think it excuses why they're stealing because they're still just like dicking around buying car parts and dumb shit it seems like
0: we did talk about remember we talked about and you you sort of dismissed the theory but maybe your gemini nature will agree with me now but there's that scene where dom's talking about like you know in those 10 seconds i'm free like that's not all the bullshit right like yeah i still think that there's a possibility that even with food shack even with race wars even with this and that like he still worries about the payments and everything like that like i don't know that they're necessarily thriving no but
1: yeah yeah that's fair because you know like we said there's one customer at Food Shack it's just Brian they don't seem like they're slammed all the time the only car that they're working on in DT Precision Auto is Brian's maybe the garage and Food Shack don't do very well and he's just like supporting them because he likes to have them or they're money laundering places you know who knows Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: I have to give Nico credit. His fan theory is way more involved and bonkers than any of mine are, even on my best day. I love it. (laughs) I love it, but I think where he looks at this franchise like an anime, I approach it as a more classic Hero's Journey D&D series of linked adventures, and Dungeon Master Vin has been trying to retcon them into a full-blown campaign for the last several adventures. But to be clear, I didn't originate the term Automancer, I got it from a friend of a friend. We know that, but we're still going to credit it to you. Yeah,
1: I mean, do you want us to start crediting your random friend that might have said it, because I'm not going to. I'm just going to say West came up with it. That was very honorable of you to give your friend credit, so.
0: Joey, I didn't know you were into astronomy. Mrs. West is a big space nut. I am too, but she definitely has way more passion about it than me. She's always pointing out the visible planets anytime we're outside at night. Oh, that's cool.
1: That's really cool.
0: One of our biggest memories was a road trip we took with two friends to try and see one of the final shuttle launches. She filmed the whole thing and turned it into a 45-minute documentary. I mean, it's still vacation footage, but it's so well-edited and soundtracked that it feels more like a documentary. It has an emotional arc and everything. Wow. Have you been able to see Comet Neowise yet? We went out last weekend and found a spot where we could see it with binoculars. Mrs. West tried to get some pictures, but she brought the wrong lens. She did manage to get some surprisingly decent pictures on her phone, though. Cool. I I have not gone out to see Comet Neowise. Do you know about this or no? Nope, I have no idea. So Comet Neowise is like this incredibly it's a long it's what's called a long period comet that's been in the it's been in the sky for a while it's like a comet you can see for a while like it just you can it's, it's very like really slow or something i think so i don't know all so, the details about okay. it and i'm probably getting even what i said wrong i will say that last night as we were sitting outside watching sleepaway camp we saw a shooting star i was like oh that's very cool like because we were the way we were facing i was like oh did you see it and like everybody's like oh my god so it was very cool like i haven't seen one of those in a long time.
1: Yeah, that is really cool.
0: Also, I would like to see this documentary, I think, unless it's a private vacation footage that you don't want us to see. Like, you're you're building it, you're hyping it up. Yeah, so much. you're hyping that's, it, man. That's it for this movie. I can't wait to hear what Nico and Kebble have to say about Too Fast. I'm sure it'll be some, nothing short of insane. Until I next time, so stay furious, Wes.
1: Thank you, Wes. I think that they're going to have some crazy ass theories after Too Fast, too. Or maybe they just hate it and they're just like, we don't want to talk about this. 10 minutes of silence until they rage quit. Uh, I hope not, <laughs> but maybe. <laughs>
0: Next email from Wes, subject line widows, what up fam? What up, Wes, again? The Widows episode was great. We saw this in theaters and really loved it, but Mrs. Wes and I somehow had the impression it was going to be much more of a heist movie and less of a drama. I'm not saying we got an Ocean's Eleven vibe, but more action and less drama, I guess? Well, we watched the trailer. The
1: trailer kind of sold it as more of a heist than a drama, I think.
0: Right. There's a lot more political stuff than we were expecting, but it was still so good. We've been watching How to Get Away with Murder, and Viola Davis is the queen of handling shit and putting her cheating white husband in the rearview with extreme coldness and we are fans.
1: I watched a couple seasons of How to Get Away with Murder when I was at my apartment here. So that had to be like at least five years ago. We really enjoyed the seasons that we watched. I just gave up at some point.
0: I've never seen a minute of it. Like I like her as an actor. I just, there's something about network dramas that I just kind of can't you know, I just don't, I literally don't have the time to, to sort of, you know, build in.
1: It's an interesting premise. From what I remember, and I'm probably getting it wrong because I haven't seen or thought about it since Wes brought it up, is, like, she's a, some kind of, like, lawyer, or, like, she's, like, teaching the students, and she's, like, this is, like, how you would commit a perfect murder. She's a professor at, like, a law school or something, and then eventually they, like, commit murders because they know how to get away with them.
0: I would I would assume. I would hope. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For I mean, at least, you know, for the narrative of the show.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's interesting, you know what I mean? And I love Viola Davis, I do. I love, I think she's a great actress too, so. And I actually told you guys, we were watching SVU the other day, and like, in one episode, Ludacris was on it, and then the immediately following episode, Vi- Viola Davis was on it, and then like, I was watching again the other day, and the mom from Modern Family was on it, and I'm like, god, I mean like, I, obviously everybody's in SVU, but at the same time, it was like, everybody we've been talking about in like, this past week. The
0: stars are aligning. They are, they're Comet neo is aligning. Wes says, I'm assuming you'll cover Resident Evil, as someone mentioned in the last episode. I look forward to that, as it's not a great movie, but technically my and Mrs. Wes's first date, and we watch it every, oh, f- for every few years. That's cute. I also love the games up till 5. I couldn't wrap my head around the controls and never bothered to push through the learning curve. 2 was terrifying for a junior high schooler, and 4 was really good, but I wonder if it holds up.
1: I can relate to the problem of, like, learning new controls and that's, like, a big reason why I gave up on video games. Like, they've gotten too complex for my controllings, and I'm like... I,
0: well, yeah, I like, I've, I've talked to other friends about this, too. Like, if you don't keep playing video games, I think it's very hard to get back into video games.
1: And I like the issues of the games on, like, Game Boy. Give me, like, two buttons or four max. But, like, with the controller now, and you have, like, all these different fucking buttons and combinations and stuff, like, they've made them more complex, like, for, like, people that wanted more complexity, but at the same time, you've lost the approachability of them when there was only four buttons, right?
0: I guess. I mean, I, it, it depends on what you're looking for. I think that there's probably people like you who don't want that, but there's the, the ability, the input, the Yes, you want more control. It,
1: for me, as a 12-year-old, I would love to have had, like, as much control as possible. But now that I've been out of the game for so long, I'm like, there's no re-entry point because everything's too complex.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. if you stop playing video games, you can't come back in. That I think that's why. Yep. Like, it's, you know, I still love it. I still love it. You're
1: li- Yeah, man, you're allowed to. A lot of my friends still do. It's just like, I stopped and then never could really get back into it.
0: Wes says, White Castle's all over the north, it looks like. I know they have it in Missouri, because every time we go to St. Louis, we get some. Mm. I love it, but after last time, I know that if I had it more than a few times a year, I'd get sick of it. Yep. While looking for a map of locations, I kept finding maps that compare it to a location for a chain called Crystal, which I'd never heard of. You know Crystal with a K? K-R-Y-S-T-A-L? No. no idea what that is. Apparently they do something similar There's a couple locations in Austin, was not Far for my work, so I'll have to try it. Scratch that. One of the maps lied to me. They're all over the south, but not <laughs> Texas. There's a Tortillaria crystal. I'm super disappointed.
1: Damn. If you hit one up, let me know. Do they do like sliders as well?
0: I don't know. It just says they do something similar. That's all he says. I don't know. S-
1: something similar can only mean sliders, right? Probably. Yeah.
0: Joe, I'm almost positive you had the tattoo conversation on the podcast, and you were very against any sort of infinity symbol. <laughs> I think it was real early days, and you guys were playing a game with guests that had to do oh with Tobin and Iceland about picking quotes from the movie and on which body part you get a tattooed. I definitely remember you talking about the infinity symbol being a very basic art off the wall kind of thing, and you were not about it. Yeah, which tracks with that's why when you said that you would want one, I was like, wait, what? Because that goes against who I know you as a tattoo connoisseur. Like,
1: the infinity symbol, if it was a too fast, if it was, like, actually too fast.
0: Which is what I pitched, for the record, but go on. Okay,
1: if it's actually that, I enjoy it. I think that's cool now. And, like, on today. If it was just, like, an infinity symbol, I think this is kind of lame. But at the same time, like, you know that I've been pitching this to Rachel forever. It's like, I want, like, a tribal armband with, like, a yin-yang and, like, flames. Guy Fieri quarter machine stick-on tattoo, she's not about it. She's, like, absolutely not. But I think it would be really funny to get, like, these iconic, stupid 90s tattoos of, like... Yeah,
0: but, like, it's it's permanent and like how, oh, how long I know. does the joke last? Because like at some point like people see that and like if they don't know you they're like look at this look at this ass <laughs> look at this idiot <laughs> That's like, even
1: better See the thing is I like ma- making myself unapproachable in ways like that like if somebody saw that when they were like oh man I'm not going to talk to that dude I'm like perfect you're the kind of person that I wouldn't want to talk to anyways
0: So why don't you just start frosting your tips then like just start small with ways that you can th- yes, come back from
1: that's what I that's, I would definitely love to do that and like wear like a flame visor like all of these kind of things like I. I think think that it would be fun because like if somebody saw that and they were like dude that's hilarious I'd be like you are a person that I'd like
0: I don't know that anybody would say it's hilarious though I don't think that oh, like yeah because I think that people who think it's funny would be like oh my god I, I don't want to approach that guy because I hope I hope but like no you, you don't risk going up to somebody like that and be like that's so funny they're like What's funny about it? Like, this is this is who I am. <laughs> no!
1: Like, <laughs> I mean, like, if you would see me out, like, I'm very approachable. I don't know why, but people love, like, just randomly stopping and talking to me. And I think that, and, like, they tell me all kinds of weird shit like that all the time. So, I think that if you saw my face, people would be like, oh, yeah, like, that's really funny. Why'd you do that? <laughs> and it'd be like, I just thought it was hilarious. And they're, Yeah, mm-hmm. the same. That's a good idea.
0: Wes says, Jerry's Spider-Man tattoo sounds awesome. I also have a Spider-Man tattoo, but it is not awesome. It was my <laughs> first tattoo... <laughs> and I got it in 2006, 2007, the day after St. Patrick's Day, but no drinking was involved on my part. Okay. I wanted something between the Tobey Maguire movie Spider-Man logo and a classic comic version, but it kind of got in a, so it's kind of an amalgamation. Okay. Black line work and shading over my shoulder, but it was cheap and the guy was pretty heavy-handed. Doesn't look great. But I appreciate it for what it is and it was also the night Mrs. West, our best friend and I all got our first tattoos so I like it for that memory. That's cool. As Jeff Rosenstock says, nothing's forever dude. I'll only have it on me until I die, then it won't matter.
1: That's the other thing about tattoo like with age comes you're just like, yeah, what does it matter? It's going to go away anyway. Like it doesn't it doesn't matter.
0: Our friend JB is a big DC fan. He loves Batman and Aquaman and Aquaman's his all-time fave. He also just loves comic book movies in general, but he gets so mad when anybody talks about the MCU because even though he enjoys those movies and characters, he hates that everyone compares the DCEU and says how much better the MCU is. I won't get too detailed, He's had some very colorful rants about it, and we all kind of like pushing his buttons.
1: I love instigating your friends, as you know.
0: (laughs) As I know. (laughs) Sorry I didn't get my last one sent in time, and I get to read two this episode, but I can't skip one. You never know what next great debate I'll accidentally start. I'm looking forward to Memento, since I haven't seen it since high school, and I'm curious to see if it holds up. Until next time, stay furious, Wes.
1: Spoiler alert, it holds up. I just didn't remember it. It's still a great right. movie.
0: Our next email from Emma Franklin. Subject line, you wanted the shipping dock. Okay. She says, hi guys, the shipping dock is attached. What we did was include the main family, the Hobbs and Shaw crew, and Cipher and Brixton. We did not include self-cest or incest in the final counts because we did not want to. That's all I have for you. Stay safe. Emma. Oh, remember, this is like the she email, said mail, shipping email. doc,
1: and I, dude, I was thinking about like the wire, like the docks, and I was like, what the fuck were we talking about? But no, I get it now. This is the relationship document, but she was using the. The term shipping, the appropriate term.
0: So she has, like, a color-coded doc where it's either male-male, male-female, male, female-female, and then the ones that they don't have, like incest or whatever, right? So, yes, like, yeah. Patty and Shaw or Mia and Dom or whatever. I was kind of, like, this is definitely the kind of detail that I want, but I was sort of hoping for, like, I don't know what I was hoping for, but I was kind of hoping for, like, most likely as opposed to just the possibilities? Yes,
1: yes, 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 yes. Same. Like, w- you voted on, like, these like are most believable or something. Yeah.
0: Now that we have the what is this 91 total options total 28 male male 46 male female 15 female female and the two that they throw out so i guess there's 89 possibilities that they're playing with like what which ones haven't we seen that are most likely yeah so if you want to send more information emma if not do it if not totally fine too
1: ignore it i didn't remember about i I thought you were trying to send us either shipping documentation just a manifest yeah man like a manifest yeah
0: (laughs) Look for Rogers on the side of the truck.
1: Exactly. That's what I was thinking.
0: And our final email from Jerry, Subject Line Video Games. What up, Jerry? I loved Resident Evil Two, especially how the zombies would just eat the main person after it said, You died. Just continued on eating, which was hilarious to me. Says, I'm weird, I laugh at dark and horror shit, don't at me. No,
1: that's fine. I think that stuff like that's funny. We used to teabag each other in Halo all the time. The wave of the, of what, 07? That was just how yeah. you did it.
0: I currently have my first system, Super Nintendo, that still works, PS3 Slim, PS2 that my cousin gave me when he got the fat box PS3, and the original Xbox. I love the Need for Speed series since I loved customizing my cars. Anytime I had a Honda, I'll make it all black with green neons. Absolutely. Paying homage to the first movie. Absolutely. Says that's all I have for now since I have a lunch date with Ileana. Be fast, never last.
1: <laughs> Hope you enjoyed your lunch date, brother. He has a nice collection. I don't have any of my old... Dude, I don't have any of my old systems. Actually, you know what? I have some of my friend's N64s floating around here, and I really wanted to go buy, like, one of those Sega Genesis, like, classic consoles. That Like, Mike, the Mikester has, like, all of these now, right? Like, he's bought, like, all of these, I think.
0: Yeah, I don't know how I feel about those. Like, I think they're cool, but, some point... I like, want them to just some be point...
1: downloadable, though. Like, that's what yeah, I want. I mean,
0: like, you can just, like, you can download somewhere mostly illegally, but, like, you can download, like, a 10 Emulators. megabyte thing that has, like, every ROM from NES, right? So, like...
1: They should have that, but... But it should be internet connectable, and then let you have like an online store, and all the games are like two bucks, right?
0: On the Switch and like on like Nintendo's things, they've they've done that. Like you yes, can buy yeah, I know. any NES game for like three or four or five bucks. And, like, they have Super Nintendo games for, like, ten. They have, like, N64 games for, like, 15 bucks. Like, you can... There's not every game, but, like, you can have a pretty extensive digital thing, like, just on the official Nintendo ones. Yeah. Um, So they're out there. And then, like, you know, Sega has repackaged everything into, like, Mm -hmm. these, like, Sega collections and everything like that. Like, they're mostly out there on, like, on main... You can sort of play those and kind of get rid of most of the buttons. You don't have to use the entire controller with the buttons or whatever, exactly. right? Exactly. So.
1: Yeah, but it's not everything, everything. That's what makes me sad. It's like, it's not like everything, everything. But
0: like the things that you're looking for most you're likely to right. be there.
1: Yep, yeah. Kid Chameleon, these kind of games. Yep, yep, yep. Do you remember Kid Chameleon? Did you ever play Kid Chameleon on Genesis? No, I think I
0: had it. I think I had it, but I'd never played it.
1: Oh, it's like one of my favorites. Kid Chameleon was like a super sleeper pick for Genesis. I played that game for hours and hours and hours. The
0: Genesis games I played the most were the Sonic games, of course, yep. the Streets of Rage games, of course, the Mortal Kombat games games. Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse was awesome. Uh, Zombies Ate My Neighbors was an all-time great.
1: I played a lot of Sonic and a lot of Sonic and Knuckles where you put the cartridge in the cartridge.
0: Yep. Also, the fact that, like, you could just add Knuckles retroactively to, like, the first three Sonic games is, like, so crazy. Dope. Like, that's such a, a crazy idea in retrospect. It was
1: so genius. I fucking loved it. And, it, and it. and really, what did you do? You changed the sprite's color to red, and it was, like, the coolest thing ever. Like, yep. that was it. You bought, like, one skin, and it was just like, wow, this is
0: amazing. One new move, whatever he could do, you know, he could... He could sort of glide and whatever yeah but yeah oh also we got one more email it went to a different place we have one email from jason dickinson letting us know that top gun was delayed i have seen him posting a lot about tom cruise and i don't know i just gotta say boy do we have a podcast for you mike and i have done every tom cruise movie we just finished the uh, cruise club awards the cruisies so jason if you're out there listening if you want to listen to another podcast go check out cruise club the tom cruise podcast wherever you get this one you can find that one too so like 46 episodes all every tom cruise movie covered so Bingo, bingo, Joe, on the streets, any Fast and Furious news that you've seen since last time?
1: Not that I remember. Nope. Did we post one? No, I posted my coffee cup this morning as I
0: was getting ready. You post, You posted the coffee cup. Our episode of Nate's podcast is up. You want to listen to that? The Rocky via Picture Show, that's up. Yeah. I'm just looking through our Twitter feed. No, I guess not. I guess we didn't. No. And then there's no news for Rock the Vote. So we're on to the Ana Lucia Cortez, Leticia Ortiz, Lost for a Minute, Season 2, Episode 2. Adrift. Which... So here's the thing. <laughs> she's not really in this episode. And I was no. watching this... No, she's not. She might be at the very, very, very end, maybe, because, like... On IMDb, there are episodes, like Season 2, Episode 1, which is Man of Science, Man of Faith. Yes. She's credited, but it just says credit only. But on IMDb, it says that she's in this. So I'm assuming we see her at the end, but I don't know.
1: But it's a quick flash, and maybe, yeah.
0: Yes. The reason I didn't want to just skip it, because you're like, should we just do the next one? Like, I know for sure that she's not going to not be in one's. From here on out like or there's ones that we can skip that are credit only but we'll get to those when we get to those okay we kind of have i mean we could do a, a sort of a quick recap rundown of like the last two episodes of season one and the first two of season two i know that there is an episode and i don't want to d- explain or spoil what it is but there's gonna be one where we get like a lot of her and i don't know if that's the next one or in a couple but like we're getting up on one soon okay cool so there's gonna be like a lot to talk about but i want to sort of like instead of just being like well here's the next thing that she's in let's just kind of cover where we are right now because this is again your first time through so yes so uh, i how did you like the end of season one i guess
1: end of season one is like they pushed the raft off claire's baby was gotten stolen but not really which was like a really lame outcome of that like the chick just the french woman just comes back with the baby like
0: rousseau well she didn't come back she like she was offering it up as a sacrifice
1: nobody came for it yeah but like she's like oh sorry like they didn't do it it's like okay cool that's like very anticlimactic walt gets kidnapped the hatch they blow open the hatch I was like, oh cool. This is that was a pretty good end of the first season. I liked that a lot. I was excited for the second season. I would've blown my fucking brains out if I'd had to wait like four months, six months in right.
0: between. But you had to wait just, you know, if you wanted to, eight seconds then just fire up the next episode. Yeah, that's
1: what I did. So um season two starts out great. I really liked the turn that like the guy running up the steps, Desmond.
0: See you another life, brother.
1: Yeah. I liked that he became the guy in the the hatch. In the hatch. That was very cool. What a nice writing tip.
0: Yeah, so now you know now you know Desmond. Desmond is probably my favorite character. Desmond rules. Like when you like the more you get into his story, just the crazier it all is, and like he's he's awesome. And Henry Ian Cusick who plays him is great, but Desmond is the best. And I also said like I would I was sort of teasing season two episode one and season three episode one both have great like they're both great season openers. Like yes. this one, like you right. see the whole thing and like you don't know who this guy is, you're not seeing his he's face, you're seeing him work out and whatever. Yeah. I posted a thing, we see that when the hatch door blows off it says quarantine on there and yeah. Like, it's basically just saying that, like, in this pandemic time, it's important, like Desmond, to keep yourself fit, to, you know, inject oh. yourself with whatever serum he's doing. <laughs> like, have a routine. Fake daylight. normal. So it's just kind of a funny, like, I was just looking for an image. I wanted to put the gif of, I want to put a gif of just Desmond, but, like, I couldn't get a good one that wasn't kind of a spoiler it wasn't kind of okay. a future thing or whatever but then on one of the images that I clicked on on Google it was a link on Nerdist to that and I was just like oh this is kind of cool so I just posted that instead but yeah so I love Desmond so we're into season two now Man of Science Man of Faith Dude, great episode the
1: first episode we get another Jack flashback which is is fine whatever but the wig that he's wearing in this flashback oh, yeah, like is so like, fucking terrible i couldn't get over it i'm like bro like why did they have to put this bullshit oh, yeah, show
0: in the past man you can't just have a shaved head it's just he's got a he's oh, it was like the God, 90s or whatever it was so
1: stupid though it was just like it's a bad wig i don't like even mind the haircut it's just the wig is bad like he's clearly wearing this stupid wig and now we see that why he's fallen in love with his wife that he's not with but we don't know why yet
0: and i will give a shout out to if she is listening to cara Gayla regan who like on wistful thinking i learned from her and from jordan the aforementioned jordan Paul, and clark about eyebrows and how they were plucked within an inch of their life in the 90s <laughs> and early 2000s and like uh, julie bowen lying in bed there i don't know if it's because of the accent that she was in or just like the fashion of the time or if this was like makeup to like simulate earlier but like her eyebrows are like so light like i mean they <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember them being like this in the earlier flashback, like on the wedding flashback. But like here, I was like, oh, there's there's something going on here. And I don't know if it was stylistically to show like earlier in time, but Kara, if you're listening – I noticed these eyebrows and I was just like, oh boy, there is something going on here.
1: Yeah. I notice it more too. I have a, a friend that did a similar thing to me. Like, I'd be watching reality TV and she'd be like, that chick's eyebrows are wrecked. And I'd be like, I don't even notice that. And then like now, right. you know, as you start noticing. You can't not. You can't, exactly. Yes, exactly.
0: Also in this episode, there's one other note that I have. What? There's one line that Kate says to Jack. Do you? Do you are there any particular lines that you're no. that's actually even in the previously unlost in season, in episode two?
1: No, I'm because I'm watching it to watch it. So it's hard for me to take notes, actually.
0: She says, live together, die alone, right? And I was just like, ride or die, right? Ride or die, remember?
1: Exactly. Just the
0: way that she said it, I was just like, where she's putting it back and saying, because it's something that Jack had said before, that Dom had said. And Letty and Kate spit it back at them like, ride or die, remember? Yeah. Live, alone, live together, die alone, right? So adrift the episode that Letty is not in. Anything of note that you want to talk about? Or yes. if not, do you want to know or do you want to guess what's actually going on on the island at the end there? But go ahead. Hit us with whatever you want. The
1: main thing I noticed from this episode is the actor that plays Sawyer is so uncomfortable with putting his mouth on another man's mouth that he has to fake CPR badly. He like... Puts his mouth like on his hands so he doesn't have to touch Michael's mouth with his. And I'm like, bro, nobody was gonna think you were gay because you did CPR on a guy on a TV show as an actor. There's some things that he could have like blamed on his character. You're faking CPR badly, and like it's noticeable. That's just horrible, 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 horrible to see. I don't know. I don't even know the other storylines to this episode. Whose episode was it?
0: It's a Michael episode. It's the uh, oh okay, him yes. losing custody of his kid.
1: That was really sad. Rachel pointed out that he gave Michael a little polar bear, or he gave Walter a little polar bear. I always feel bad. I like the Michael episodes. I, like, I feel bad for him.
0: Yeah, we talked about that last episode, yeah. about how he's in an unfortunate position. And as you see here, that like he was going to win custody, and then his wife basically like guilts him into being like, it's for the kid, right? So.
1: She does have a point too though. Like
0: Oh, she does. Yeah, but it's also like, you know, he could have been in Walt's life the entire time, but then he just isn't.
1: They should have had like some kind of deal where like she pays for him to like come visit him. Like you would I won't think, press but- like I won't press charges or like I won't like force custody into my hands. If you just, like, let me come out and visit for, like, two weeks every six months.
0: So what do you, th- what do you think of the end? They wash up and they're, like, look at us back home, right? Like, they, they wash up, they hear... Like, the whole episode, they think that Jin is dead. And I'm like, I don't yeah. remember... So here's the two things that I didn't remember. I didn't remember how Jin returned. And I didn't remember how we transitioned to the next sort of chunk of story. Them washing up on the island, thinking they're back on their side of the island or whatever... Jin running up to them or at them and him saying, others, others, like, but he's handcuffed, thing Mm -hmm. behind his back. What did you think of this ending here?
1: I think you kind of gave me something here, that you said other side of the island, whereas I thought that this was just, like, I felt like there's always, like, an evil group of people on the island, right? Because, like, the French woman's mentioning this, like, group of people on the island that, like, took her baby, what, years ago, so I imagine that there's, like, a tribe, in quotation marks, now, of, like, people that are on the island that are, like, evil doers somehow, they're running the island, and they just haven't crossed paths directly with the plane crash people yet. Like, that's where, like, Ethan came from, you know what I mean? Like, there's, like, a group out there, like, a malicious group doing something weird. With Letty being in this episode, and quote, and you saying the other side of the island, I'm assuming this is, like, the other half of the people that were on the plane that we haven't seen yet.
0: Well, we'll find out next episode. I think, I think, well, I, don't, I don't remember how it all breaks down. Like, I know... The arc, and I was texting with Rachel because I was just like trying to figure out, and I I, I confused two characters that you don't know yet. Okay. Because I remember how things continue and progress and end and whatever, and I was uh, trying to work. Like, it's all in my brain, but I don't remember the connecting of the dots. Like, I remember the dots, but I don't remember how the dots actually connect, so.
1: I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm excited to see more Letty, and I'm not sick of the show yet. It's still very interesting. The numbers thing on the door, I want to know what the fuck the numbers thing on the door was. Why do you have to type them into the computer? Why does it reset the clock? I have no fucking idea, but hopefully they explain it.
0: The only other note that I made here, and I don't know that he does TV, but on Kyle's podcast, Foodie Films, he always has famous food scenes, and I think that Kate discovering that, like, Oh. pantry cupboard full yes. of all different food and everything right like that's a famous food scene where she just like, takes a bite of the chocolate bar and like basically just is in like is in heaven and then just takes like six or seven candy bars and shoves them in her pockets and just doing her diehard thing but has the a bunch of candy bars in her back yes.
1: pocket i was telling rachel i was really proud of kate's decision making at that moment because like you want calorie dense foods that are in small form factors right so like the candy bars were her best choice to take right there and like she did it quickly i was like Genius thank you for finally doing, you know what I mean? Like she could have been like, oh, I want this jar of olives. Right. And it's like this monster jar of olives. You're like, why the fuck would you take that? Yeah. But
0: I also think, I think it's, I don't think that was her thought process. I think it was just like, oh, candy. I haven't had candy in a while. Like give me candy. I think that was probably what it is.
1: Yeah. Or you're just like so inherently in survival mode. Your body knows that this has a ton of calories. You're just like craving it. You're not even like aware that you're doing it. Like your body will be like, oh, candy. That's what I want because it knows that like, that's the best way to get the most calories really quickly. It was cool though. I was like, yeah, good choice. That's exactly what I would have stolen too. It's like tons of candy bars. They're super, super yeah. dense. Yeah.
0: Any other thoughts or are we just gonna come back come back next episode, because we're not doing them on the Fast and Furious episodes. We've got one more this week, which I think should theoretically have Letty in it. I think. I hope, I hope. But okay. we'll find out. But any other thoughts about Adrift season two, episode two.
1: I get so back and forth about Locke being like doing whatever the fuck he wants and like lying and but also he's like I like respect that he's doing what he wants like why are you being so oh like he like flexed real hard in front of Jack like Jack's like okay like I'm gonna have the bedside manner thing down here like look guys we'll all be okay like let's stay together and let's stay calm Locke's like fuck that I'm going back and you're like bro like come like you can't Start a revolt here with like forty other people that are like not doing this. You could have just like walked away and like had a separate conversation, but you need to like big dick it to that you're going back to the fucking thing. It was frustrating. Get it? You could have totally done the ex- exact same thing and didn't cause a scene, but you needed to like. Cause a scene cause you can walk now.
0: I just realized how like difficult this segment is because like there's so many things that I just can't say. Like, I know, I just, it's like,
1: fine. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll just ramble. Yeah.
0: Which is nothing new for the podcast. <laughs> no
1: absolutely nothing different than usual. Alright,
0: Joe, the final thing we have to do before we take a break and talk about memento is talking about the Fast and the Furious minute minute seventy-six. Only one title. I never narked on nobody. Never knocked on nobody. <laughs> So in this minute, Vince pulls Dom off of Johnny Tran as Johnny Tran smiles a bloody smile on the ground. Mm-hmm. Day cuts to night as Race Wars turns into an outdoor rave. Everyone dances around fires in trash cans, on torches, etc. Yep. Brian walks the DT Precision Auto Shop trailer in search of... Yeah.
1: I wanna know what this trailer is. I was trying to figure out like what kind of trailer this is. Obviously there's like a lot of problems with searching Fast and the Furious trailer. But I mean like even if like I tried to narrow it down and do some Google magic, I couldn't find it. And I just search like, camper or, like, whatever, silver, like, econo, whatever, and I can't find it. So I'm sorry, guys, but I did my I did my best.
0: I don't know, like, I guess it's just there as, like, a hangout spot for them, like, functionally, practically at Race Wars, right? Like, that's just where, like, their base of operations, I guess?
1: No, it's, like, it's probably, like, where Dom sleeps, because he's, like, not in a tent.
0: Okay, okay. But and I wanted to so, yeah, know, like, what, what just...
1: brand and kind and year, and th- these are the things I was looking for, like, a vehicle.
0: right. No, I, I know what you're, I'm just trying to think, th- I'm just trying to think of like, like I know what you were doing, but I was just trying to think about it like within the actual scope of like, I guess it's glamping as opposed to just like the Bonnaroo style, like let's just, you also, know. Also, they have a kitchen in there too,
1: by the way. You yeah. Have a kitchen and a fridge and you have a bathroom, right? So like, then you don't have to use like porta potties and like, you can also have your, they, they, you saw that they're like at girl racing club. That's where he goes to sleep. I'm sure like that's where he and Letty sleep. Racing and,
0: like, girl club, please. Racing girl club. Yeah.
1: Racing girl club. But I'm sure that he and Letty sleep in there and, like, everybody else kind of just, like, passes out in chairs or tents or wherever, trying to find a girl to find her trailer, whatever.
0: This is kind of an uneventful minute overall. We're going to get into the big reveal next minute about Brian telling Mia that he's a cop, right? I think that's going to be either next minute or in a couple minutes. But the only real thing that I wanted to point out – well, there's two things. Number one, we got another song from the score, which is Race Wars, parenthetical Night Rave by BT. That begins. But the only other thing, this is the only, I was, tr- I was basically struggling to come up with a, like anything about this minute that we could do for trivia, and again, this is kind of a bullshit trivia question, but again, the candle one is no more or less bullshit than this. There are 18 fires, and we did a, we spent a couple minutes before we started recording just verifying, there's 18 fires ablaze at the rave. We see 16 yes. in a single shot, which is linked, the image is linked, and the fires are circled. In the Fast and Furious minute document, which is at, available at twofasttwoforever.com 2 forevercom to all of our patrons. Then there's one to the right of the action, and then there's one closer to the trailer at the bottom. So there's eighteen fires going in a relatively kind of condensed area, but it's it's cool it's a cool visual for sure.
1: It's kind of like a circle. They kinda like made like a perimeter circle and they're all kind of camping like in and around them. I thought it was pretty neat. The numbers questions. Like I know we've kind of flip flopped on this, but like I can't do it. We can we can come up with something. The thing that we saw, that there's a giant flag on top of that, on top of that tent. Oh, boy. That is a vertical green stripe, a vertical white stripe, and a vertical red stripe.
0: No, they're, they're horizontal.
1: Oh, yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. I meant horizontal, Because Ver- yes. we, Because that was you're the whole right, thing, because right, right. we
0: were like, it looks like the Italian flag. I'm like, it's not, because right. the Italian flag is the vertical. These, these are horizontal, yeah. But we don't, we can't tell what it is. Like, we spent we spent <laughs> too much time trying to figure out what this flag is. Before, the, before we started recording. And what was our conclusion? It was... The, be- the best guess that we can have is the North Reese westphalia <laughs> No, North North Rhine-Westphalia. But yeah. again, it's not that, because like, there's there's yellow lettering <laughs> across the white. I don't know what it is. Because it's in the dark. Can't, yeah. This can't be a trivia question. Oh,
1: I know. I know it can't. I'm, I was just making a joke that it's just as bad as the fucking candles one. Like, North Rhine-Westphalia. It sounds like you made that up. That's not, like, what is that? I know. I know. Yep. It's just, like, nonsense words. The only product I saw that to my best guess, the lantern on the table right outside of Dom's trailer is a Coleman North Star lantern. And if you click on the one that I put in there, somebody's filling it with like diesel gasoline, which I thought was pretty cool.
0: Okay. So what do we want to do for the trivia question? If we, uh, if you don't want to do a fire-related one, which I, again, I don't, I don't like the fire question. You had some
1: other ones that I liked better in there. What were they?
0: What is Brian doing during the night rave at Race Wars, I'm looking for Mia, or where does Brian first go to look for Mia during the night rave at Race Wars? And it's the DT Precision Auto Shop trailer.
1: They're okay.
0: There's just not a lot that goes on here. We already kind of milked. For better or worse, the fights.
1: Yeah, and we can't, like. Really include the deleted scene stuff of no. like what did Johnny Tran say in the deleted scene version of this or something? You right. know what I mean? Like I think that's pretty unfair.
0: We could do something about the raving guy. Yeah. Uh, what like color? The...
1: What color lights are? Is he spinning?
0: Was it blue and orange?
1: I don't know. I'm gonna look it up now.
0: <laughs> I don't know that we could ask a trivia question that we don't know the answer to in this. It's minute. blue.
1: It's blue and red. I think it's blue and red. Let me see. If if I'm right, then that's fair.
0: But like, is that more more or less nitpicky than like what's the flag or how many fires are there?
1: Well, the thing is the. Fires pass so fast, so like counting them would be incredible. The guy you see on screen for like a minute.
0: Yeah, but we could also do like we could do kind of four wildly different. Oh, how many?
1: How many? How many women are dancing on top of the fucking
0: like the Bluth staircase? (laughs) Yeah, the Bluth
1: uh, airplane staircase.
0: Again, I don't know that that's a thing that's fair either. Like I think why that's the same thing as the fires. I don't think anybody's paying attention to any of this stuff. We can do an easier, kind of broader question: How do the racers celebrate after a day at Race Wars?
1: A night rave. That one's so easy, though. Like, how do you not remember a night rave scene? Well,
0: because it's only 25 seconds. If
1: we can confirm... Yes. Okay, what two cars are parked outside of the trailer as Again, Brian I think, that's, I think
0: I don't think that's any different than the fires one.
1: I think it is. I think it's vastly different. Because it's Dom and Mia's cars are parked outside.
0: I think it's got to be something about what Brian's doing. I think. Hmm. Coming from someone who doesn't know or give a shit about cars, I'm not looking at the cars the same way that I'm not looking. I'm not counting the women or counting the fires or ca- looking at the flag. I'm watching just like this guy raving or whatever. Or like we could do like what activity is not seen? Like raving, you know, like glow sticking or dan- Like I, I, it's like two women
1: dancing on a <laughs> on a Bluth fire, uh, Bluth truck. guys spinning lights. People dancing in front of a fire in a garbage can.
0: Glow sticking dance. I don't know. It just, this is maybe we don't need a question for every minute.
1: Oh, you're going to do no question. The, the only question I like, the question I do like is what cars are in front of Dom's trailer and it's Mia and Dom's and like the answers can be very easy, right? They're like, Mia, Letty, Dom, Brian. I think that's pretty... That's, like, gentle.
0: I think it's wildly difficult. Not wildly difficult. I think it's difficult. I think it's It's more difficult difficult because it's not more difficult than how many fires there are like because we could do like five fires or 10 fires or 18 fires or 40 fires and like have them sort of be wildly different so you could sort of still ballpark it not like 17 18 19 or 20 like not that but like have like wildly different fires
1: in that sense if you pitched it like that then yes like 2 7 18 or 26
0: do you like that better than the cars or no
1: no i don't but I, i would be fine with it i would contest to that i'll be like that's fine
0: well we can just put both and like we'll just do, we'll, do, we'll do both bad questions that's um, fair D- shake how many on it fires that works for me are visible at the during the night rave at race, race wars. wars and then whose cars are parked outside the dt precision auto shop trailer during the night rave at race wars i still don't know exactly what the quiz is you know what i, mean? like, I don't it's, it's 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 tough for me to actually like, articulate what I like or don't like.
1: Yes, I know you were saying, you were trying to say, like, is this a quiz for, like, the show and the minute? Is this a quiz, like, generally for the movie, like, for everyone? I think it's a show for the cl- for the minute and the show. If we were ever to, like, do this in a more public environment, we would, like, trim down the, like, ridiculous questions, right? There'd be no how many candles are there. You know what I mean? Like, there'd be, like, we'd take, like, the best of the best, they like the ones that are difficult but you would know is what i would assume that's my take on it like if we had to pitch this to somebody outside of it it would be a different like you would just trim it down to like cut some of the really obscure ones out of there
0: yeah okay fair so we have two questions here how many fires are visible during the night rave at race wars 18 and then whose cars are parked outside the dt precision auto shop trailer during the night rave at race wars dom and mia yes well joe let's take a break and let us talk about memento christopher nolan's memento
1: Number 112, Memento. This episode is brought to you by Forgotten Art Tattoo Gallery. (laughs) Jesse, the owner, is a 31 year old tattoo artist and vandal. He owns and works at Forgotten Art Tattoo Gallery which is located in North Los Angeles County. He has been tattooing for 14 years now and continues to learn more and more every day. Shout out Forgotten Art Tattoo
0: Gallery. Shout out Forgotten Art. He's got some uh, distinct style. I'm looking at his Instagram right now. Yeah, some check good, out his good name. work. Well, here we are to talk about Memento, and I will say, I think I might have mentioned it when we talked last time, that I already talked about this movie on a podcast. If you want to hear it not within the scope of a Fast and Furious movie, check out our Cinemakers run where me and the Mike and Chris podcasted all of Christopher Nolan's movies. I will say, off the bat... I'm very excited to be, like, on some level confused most of this lap. Why? Because I feel like a lot of memory loss movies are intentionally obfuscating and just, like, we don't know exactly what's going on. Like, you don't know who to trust. You get some weird suspicions or whatever and, like... All these movies were like, we're pretty much following a main character who has suffered some kind of memory loss. It's like, I don't know what to believe. And I feel like there's a little bit of confusion that we're going to have in almost all these movies that we're watching.
1: This is a movie that, like, I had seen. I, I don't remember if Rachel had seen before or not, but I definitely watched it with her in this house, so, like, within the past five years. And when I put it on today, I was like, I don't remember anything that happens in this movie. Like, I know that really? the movie exists. Yeah, it's like, just because of, like, the jarring, like timeline or something, Mm -hmm. my brain wipes itself clean after I watch this. <laughs>
0: and like, very fitting, very <laughs> appropriate. Yeah,
1: it gives me like the perfect amnesic response to this, in the sense that like if I wait like three or four years again, I'll be like, I remember Memento, I don't remember anything that happens in it, and like, and it's just like a whole, it's like watching the movie over again. Like I'm like, it feels, it, it all feels vaguely familiar, but I also don't know what's happening.
0: If you have not seen this movie, this is Christopher Nolan's second feature film. He did a film called Following in like '98, which is like a 70 minute black and white. This is really his like first quote unquote real movie, like main okay. movie. I still think this is probably his best movie. Like I think I love almost everything he's done since then. I like Interstellar more because it's the weird sci-fi like emotional father-daughter stuff that I just like scratches that itch for me. But I think this is yeah. his best movie. I think okay. this is, this movie is just about perfect. So he did, he would go on to do Insomnia and then he would go on to do Batman Begins and I from love there, Insomnia you know, too. So if you have not seen this movie, um, it is about Guy Pierce, and it's told the why this movie is I think so well remembered and so beloved. And this was one of the two movies I've ever seen they both one was this was in high school and then usual suspects in college where like I watched the movie I was like I need to see that again right now well actually three because I saw Primer too okay. I watched Primer three times in a row this is one where I was like holy shit what did I just watch I need to watch this again right now and I did it again okay so The reason this movie is so unique is that it's told in two different timelines. There is a black and white timeline going from normal. It just sort of starts in the middle of a conversation on the phone and goes forward. And there's a color timeline that starts at the end and works its way backwards. And eventually at the end of the movie, the two timelines combine. Mm And then they sort of tell the last scene. Because it's told basically in reverse, some characters you believe to be evil are actually good, some people some characters you believe to be good are actually evil. This guy, played by Guy Pierce, mm-hmm. Lenny, Leonard Shelby, shout out to Carol Shelby. True. His wife died. He his wife was raped and murdered by this guy, John G, and he's trying to find who did that. But in that rape and murder, he got clubbed, fell to the floor, hit his head, got a actual thing called anterograde amnesia, inability to form new memories after damage to the hippocampus. So he has basically no short-term memory. So he remembers everything from, which is a terrible thing to have, the rape and murder of his wife before, like that's the last thing he remembers. Yeah, that sucks. On a side note, like one of the things that really stands out to me, and I don't know if you remembered anything, but like Carrie Anne Moss Trinity from Matrix saying, "like what's the last thing to remember?" and he says, "my wife," and she says, "oh, that's nice," and then he says, "dying." It's like, "oh shit!" Like that's yes, terrible. that's like, a great. That is, yeah, it
1: whew. was a great line. I didn't, I didn't like remember it, but like when it came up, I was like, "oh shit, yeah."
0: I'm guessing that's gonna be in the trailer. I don't know. I don't know if I've seen the trailer, but that feels like, oh, that's. That's terrible. Like, that is yeah, wild. And so as time goes on, we we, see, we finally see him. He decides he, he, sol- he quote unquote, solves the crime that Joey Pants Leono, Joey Pants, back from Midnight Run.
1: I know. I was so excited to see him back.
0: That he was the one who raped and murdered his wife, and he's been trying to be his friend and helping this entire movie. And so he shoots and kills Joey Pants. But we later find out that he was just a cop who has basically been bloodshotting, Leonard Shelby, that he solved the crime like a year ago and it's just been using well, he, him to like. Well, he get became rid of other his people.
1: friend. He became his friend to like help him get vengeance.
0: Which they did. Yeah. And then like they just been taking out other people that he's like leading to believe are the guy who raped and murdered his wife.
1: Yeah, bloodshed is a very good way to put this. That's awesome. Right? Yeah. That was like the
0: big fast action. I was like, "Oh shit," because we talked about that last lap too. So, yeah. Basically, nothing you can't really believe what you see, and there's a lot of like it's a lot of paranoia and suspicion and everything like that, but and then he
1: forgets and resets. That's the craziest part, right? Like then he'll be like he'll be like in the middle of doing something he'll like he'll forget and then you go back and have to like reset right. uh, like what's going on and it's really weird. And it seems
0: like the reset comes at like the at a loud noise or just like a thing like, you know, there's things where like Trinity will be, like, really, really shitty to him and then leave, go to her car, but not actually leave, and then come, like, basically close the door like she just got back to the house, and, like, it resets. And she's like, oh, that's... And, like, she comes in and, like, she's all nice to him or whatever, right? So yep. it's, like, it's it's awful.
1: That's very terrifying. I would hate this.
0: So now, I would assume because you wanted to lead off the lap with this, that this is a movie that you liked, but is that I do, like...
1: No, I really like this movie. I think it's great, and it makes me think a lot, and it's very interesting, and my fucking movie Blindness. Like, I remembered I really enjoy this movie, and I think it's a great movie but not remembering anything about it made it enjoyable to watch again. Right, yeah. I don't remember, like, the ending. Like, even still, like, now I'm like, okay, like, it's just fresh in my brain, but it's already starting to fade. Like, I'm like... And I just turned this movie off two hours ago.
0: And I think it's because the movie is told intentionally confu- in a confusing way, it, Which right? is
1: great, which I really, really enjoy about it, yeah. I think it's, like, it's purposely obfuscated, right? What
0: I will say is if you remember what happens, and I didn't remember all the details, but I remembered that carrie Moss was bad, that Joey Pants was good, that you're, like, the movie leads you to believe the opposite for a while, right? But yes. if you remember that, like, especially... There's another thread in this movie. He, he's like, remember Sammy Jankis, remember Sammy Jankis, who is played by Stephen Tobolowsky. This is what
1: I want to talk to you about. Okay. Yes. Go ahead, please, bring this up. Because I don't know the answer to this, and I want you to help me understand.
0: So there is this, he used to be like this insurance claims adjuster or whatever. Yes. And there was this patient named Sammy Jankis who essentially had the condition that Guy Pierce has. They wanted to believe, they wanted to see if he was telling the truth or not, that they thought they could basically prove that he was faking it. And so that they would trick him into like doing like electroshock therapy where like the same toy or same block or whatever is yes. always electrified, and so they would keep doing. It. He kept getting mad because he kept getting it wrong, and they're like, "That's not really definitive, whatever." We find out that Sammy Jenkins put his wife into a fatal coma because she was diabetic, and she wanted to see if it was real
1: because they told her because they told her it's like psychological, it's not a physical thing. Yeah. So like, he could snap out of it.
0: Right. Eventually. I think he can make new memories. Yeah. And so she's like, "Okay, we need to ramp this up. Turn this up to 11. I'm going to make him keep giving me this shot. I'm going to keep making him think that it's time for my shot. And he's going to be like... He's going to drop the facade and be like, no, I love you, honey. Like, I remember everything, whatever. Yeah. That doesn't happen. She goes into a fatal coma and dies. Yes. What we find out in reality... Sammy Jenkins was probably a real character, maybe. But it, he had no real significance to anything. The woman that goes into the coma is actually Guy Pierce's wife that she had survived. Is that real, though? Yes. Because I, as far as I know, I don't know that it really matters... But there's a thing... So what we're led to believe by the end is that she survives the assault, like the rape and the assault. She does not die. Yes. She has diabetes, and so she is put into the coma. Maybe she had the same thing, whatever, that he remembers or he's been told or whatever. There's like the assisted living facility, right? Okay. And at one point, we cut... And where he was sitting, Guy Pierce is sitting. So it's kind of like a Tyler Durden sort of situation, where it's like ah, this is okay. actually about him. Ultimately, it doesn't matter. The whole that's just another kind of red herring, where it's like you think that there's safe, that there's something like that he's trying. Like this is a clue, but it ultimately just like more sadness that he killed his wife.
1: So okay, so so that's we're led to believe that it's not like a pinch. He was giving her shots, and that's what happened.
0: I mean, that's what we're led to believe. I don't know. It, I don't know that it ultimately it doesn't really matter. matters whether it's true or not. But yeah. No.
1: I want to know if there was like a definitive answer that you're like, oh, yeah, you didn't catch this one part. that. Means- I think
0: I think based on that one cut where he's in the place of Stephen Tobolowsky, I think it's led to believe that Sammy Jenkins is just like a guy, like a name that he knew or a name that he ascribed meaning to. But actually it was like he's just remembering fragments of his own life.
1: Like he must have encountered this guy and he might or might not have had this he he's removing himself from it so he doesn't have to deal with the guilt of it.
0: Probably, I mean, there I think there is like there was a Sammy Jenkins. I don't know that he even had this disease, right? Like it might yeah. have just been like a guy, like a name or something, or it might have given him a name, you know, because there's like a John G, a Jim G, whatever. Like it's just like names don't really mean anything because like when you're when you're this in the woods, hotel manager, the motel manager like keeps renting him rooms because his manager is like you need to milk this guy for all the money that we can get because like, he's not going to remember. You're going to give him a second room, whatever. Yep. So like people around him. Are just taking advantage of him the entire movie, right? They're just like fucking with him, and it's super sad. I don't know that because names don't really matter. He just wants vengeance. Like he's been leading himself to believe this lie that John G. raped and murdered my wife, but like whoever John G. was, like it, that didn't even happen, right? Like she, she, they were assaulted. Like they both got attacked or whatever. Yeah, but
1: she didn't even get murdered. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah. Fast connections. What do you got? We got the bloodshot got Joey Pants back. What else you say?
1: I was watching this movie and it was kind of hard to watch for Fast and furious, only because I was trying to pay attention to the storyline, which is very convoluted because I didn't remember it. But I had a lot of things that I noticed that we don't see in Fast and the Furious that we should see in Fast and the Furious. Okay. This is a two-part question. The one part kind of answers itself. Why do we not see anybody sleep or awaken in Fast and the Furious ever? I get mm-hmm. that it's fast and furious, so like you can't really be sleeping. But two... Why don't we ever see them, like, stop in seedy motels?
0: I was thinking that, yes. I don't know. I don't have an answer for that.
1: We see it in the Turbocharged prelude, I think, right? Like, Brian's kind of doing that in the cross-country thing, but, like... Don't you think we would see more of these, like, seedy motels? Like, Brian, like, comes out and he's, like, just runs out of it and hops in his car all the time? Like, he doesn't yeah. really have a home. They're on the run. So, like, they always just have, like, a warehouse or a garage somewhere.
0: It does seem weird because I was, like, I was trying to think of, like, there's got to be a scene where they have, like, an informant or they have to lie low or whatever. And yeah. no, it just never happens. Like, they have, like, it just seems like that's not a, a, a an issue or a problem they ever have to solve.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So I was like, man, that's kind of weird. Near the end, when you start to find out that Trinity is bad and using him, along the lines of the scene where you know she's like, "Who did that? Like, who did this to you? Who busted her lip?" and it was him, because he just called. She just called his wife a whore. She goes outside and comes back in when she's doing the like walking around him, taunting him thing. How cipher of her was that?
0: Mm, yeah. yeah I got yeah, a yeah. really
1: ciphery vibe. I'm telling you what you're going to do for me. This is what's happening and all this kind of stuff and I was like, "Oh, that's very very interesting."
0: I wonder where she went as an actress. I'm going to look her up because like I love like she's so good as Trinity. I remember yep. her in this. She was in like Red Planet, but like I don't know where she wound up.
1: I don't know either. I haven't seen her in anything in forever, dude.
0: Carrie Ann Moss. Oh, she was in Fido, that zombie movie. She's been in a bunch of TV. St- oh, she was in Jessica Jones. That's right. She was like the she was a oh. big part of Jessica Jones. She's been working consistently. She's just been doing a bunch of different stuff, a lot of British t- movies and stuff like that. She's going to be in the new Matrix, the Matrix 4. She's as Trinity, so okay, she's back, but yeah. Do you have one? We see at one point he has a broken driver's window. I was like, oh, Did Roman do that?
1: Yes, that's very very true. We found out that he got like shot through it.
0: Oh, one of the f- one of the funniest parts of this movie is he like snaps to in the middle of a chase scene. He's like, "Okay, what am I doing? I'm chasing, chasing this that guy." guy. <laughs> and then the guy shoots him. He's like, "Okay, nope. He's chasing me." It's just like it's very funny just like he's that with it to like be that quick in the moment to be like, "Okay, got to turn around and run the other way." It's just it's a very funny delivery of like a Oh, I thought I was one thing, but, you know. It's, yes. again I didn't think about it until just now, but it's like, good guy being the bad guy, bad guy pretending to be the good guy. Like, it's that kind of thing, which is <laughs> like, very I don't know. Both.
1: Also, the, like, running through the anything, especially like a trailer park, is like what it kind of looks like, right? Yeah. Like, him running through that is very fast and furious with, like, all the parkour and four and stuff like, like, chasing people over rooftops and stuff like that. And you're in, we're in California, right? We assume we're in California. There's
0: a plate, like, the drug dealer plate, the car that he's driving is a Nevada plate, but I don't know if it's California or if it's Nevada. It's definitely out there somewhere.
1: Yeah, it it has some like deserty kind of vibes. It's American
0: it's... Southwest for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was getting major flash. This is not a fast action, but like I think it's just the style at the time. But I was getting Brad Pitt in Fight Club vibes, just guy of Guy Pierce's like look and like he's shirtless a lot in this movie. Yeah,
1: yeah, and yeah. And I yeah. was just.
0: I was. I, I made a note. I was like, imagine how good he would look if like suits in the year two thousand were even remotely flattering. Like, there's so much extra, yes, like tailored. Clothing. And he's
1: like, and at one point, um, Joey Payne says that this is like a designer suit. So you're like, what?
0: Yeah, like it's just like fashion was bad for a while. Like I get, I get <laughs> that it's always of the time, but it's just like, man, like you look back now, but like just tuck, take everything in a bunch. <laughs> yeah
1: so much extra material for no reason like oh, why boy. and he's like a skinny dude too so it's like everything's like super baggy
0: actually i will say that on the note of fight club i forgot i knew there was a trivia but i forgot what it was the phone number for teddy for joey pants five 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 zero one three four is the same phone number that marla singer has in fight club
1: oh like a little you know
0: meaningless reference but a fun little reference
1: a little nod It was intentional, I'm sure. I'm sure it was. Memory.
0: Yeah, all sorts. You know what I mean? We're not doing Fight Club this lap. We could have, but, you know. Yeah, we're not. We'll do that. We'll we'll definitely do a homo. Like, what we want to do for Film Club, that homoerotic month, which would not fly. (laughs) Oh, God. But we can for sure do a homoerotic. We could do a point break. We could do Fight Club. Oh, we could do all sorts of stuff, right? That's we got the a really good thing. idea. All right, oh. I'm gonna make a note of that too.
1: What's a movie where two very strong men are pretending like they're fighting each other, but they're really just in love?
0: And we gotta figure out a way to do that. That like it's uh, bulletproof from criticism, and it's it's genuinely, I think, the most interesting relationship dynamic in these oh, movies yeah. in in the Fast and Furious. So like, I need to make sure that like when we put it out into the world, we're like uh, we're not hating on it, we're embracing it. But I think there is something there because there's a lot of movies where it's like two very straight agro. dudes very clearly in love with each other
1: when i first started to realize that like fight club was just like two men being in love it blew my mind and then it, it we always talk about it that how much we love that like very hetero people will always be like fight club is such a dope movie and you're like that movie is literally, like, it's so homoerotic that I can't believe that you guys are loving this movie. And they're like, what are you talking about? It's about dudes fighting. And you're like,
0: okay, man, you did. <laughs> yeah, shirtless dudes, like, grappling with each other and, like... <laughs>
1: if you don't see it, I don't know what to tell you, but you're watching a very, very homoerotic movie. And, like... I feel
0: like I might have mentioned it on here at some point, but, like, Fight Club and Spring Breakers and Josie and the Pussycats are all movies that are targeted toward the exact group of people that they're making fun of. <laughs> I like, know. Spring Breakers is like, hey, college kids, come here like let I told me dunk you on I told you. you
1: my spring breaker story that my sister said she went to go see it and she walked out
0: makes sense I mean, she was just
1: like this is this is this movie's terrible like this is not about like what did she think it was like Party X or whatever what was the other movie
0: Oh oh Project X yes. Project
1: X like mm-hmm. she went in thinking it was going to be like Project X but it was just like nope <laughs> like nope. absolutely not
0: <laughs> and Josie and the Pussycats is just about like a, a boy band or like a, a boy band like that dies in the opening scene like they're the biggest band in the world and they die in a plane crash in the opening scene and then they need to like the record needs to replace them so they like cultivate Josie and the Pussycats but it's all talking about like how vapid and pointless like pop music is but it's all like hey kids who love boy bands like come see this movie like it's a very crazy <laughs> self-awareness it just, it's, it's level cool when those like are somehow able to get through and be like Hey bros, you know like, you know what's even cooler? <laughs> you know what's even cooler than fighting dudes, fucking dudes. Like, <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly.
0: But yeah, I think a, a homoeroticism lap on a long enough time then we will for sure get to that.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would be very interesting and a lot of fun. The last major major fast I had mm-hmm. is when he's driving away at the end and he's like you know, if you just close your eyes, is the world still there? And he's driving with his eyes closed, and I was like, "Is he doing the stare and drive?" Ooh, like the no look and drive going on right now. And I was like, yeah. "Where's Eva Mendez? And I just wanted to just hit him just close his eyes and see Eva Mendez for a second, and then open his eyes.
0: Man, I just got so excited that we're gonna get Eva Mendez back in the neck in too fast. Like we're gonna see her in a couple movies. Like we, I just, I've been missing her. She's. Uh, we need to get Monica Fuentes back. I think Nico is going to love Monica Fuentes. I'm guessing.
1: I think so too. And uh, yeah, I think there's like he's got a lot the Cuban of Cuban pride
0: going. I think he probably, you know, just. I think he's going to love too fast a lot. But I think, think so
1: too. I hope so.
0: So the abandoned barn warehouse that they go to, that like where the car swap is, where he kills with the truck, the where he pulls up dog. with the truck. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That reminded me of. Live and Die in LA where it's the counterfeiting Willem Dafoe spot, right? A hundred
1: percent. I thought the exact same thing. Yeah, it was very, very similar, you know? That's why I was thinking, maybe that's why I was thinking this was in California or outside of LA is because like we had set pieces like that that reminded me of so many movies that we were just watching in LA.
0: Yeah, we need like a place that's like city adjacent but also not far from like the middle of nowhere, right? Like...
1: Yeah, and I always feel like LA is that place, right? Or like they pitch it as that place.
0: Joey Pants has two names. There's also the, he gets the packet, like Leonard gets the... The packet from trinity all of his like his license plate registration whatever he's got the id in there like it's a fake name on the id so i was like this is a very brian earl Spillner, like a fake id fake Ooh. name double identity double persona
1: why does trinity give him a packet with his information oh because he wrote it down we like learn at the end that he writes it down that he's like he's killing this guy so he can keep chasing the dragon what's the end game of that like is he trying to kill him So that he keeps playing this game so he doesn't, like, confront the actual reality of it, or what? No, I think,
0: so he he keeps playing the game because he, at the end, and I feel like he's probably thought this over and over again, which adds to, like, just the profound sadness of all this that he thinks that if he gets vengeance he will finally remember he'll be like I know that this was oh. like he's got the spot on his chest like I did this like I the tattoo is like you know mission basically a mission accomplished and like he's gotten that tattoo there like you see it like later in the movie but like it's like oh boy like you know, like man like you you're not gonna remember and like you've done like you already got the vengeance like you already satisfy yourself do you and think been he's being trying used. to do this
1: the Sam thing of like waking himself up from it like the he's trying to do the give himself the diabetes shot over and over like the insulin shot over and over again and he thinks that like if he does this he'll snap out of it like a self
0: I don't think I don't think he realizes that it's over and over again I think he just keeps thinking every time that like if I get if I finish this I will, because like, you know, at some point he's going to have all these pictures of Joey Pants and like, he doesn't run into that guy anymore, right? Because he's dead, right? So like, it doesn't mean anything to him. So he's going to get rid of that and he's going to go on to the next thing, right? And like, that's when like Trinity is like confused that the drug dealer that she was maybe sleeping with or whatever, that he was killed. And so he stole the clothes and the car and like, she's using him now. And it's just like this perpetual cycle of like, being taken advantage of by the people that you think are friendly to you.
1: Yeah, you just get like passed off as bloodshot, like later on. Yeah. That sucks.
0: I did write down, which we talked about before, I just, I literally wrote, we don't get a ton of motels or hotels in these movies, huh? So that's I what I just thing. said. Yeah, same thing. Imagine going to the bathroom and then getting pummeled by a naked dude who was just in the shower. It's like, how messed up would that be? Like, the, like Dodd goes in and pees oh. in the hotel bathroom, and then, like, Guy Pierce jumps out naked out of the shower and just beats his ass. Like, that's gotta be so disorienting for so many reasons.
1: Yes, that, and also from the other perspective, as someone who drinks a bunch imagine what it would be like having this and then drinking because you'd be sitting there like holding the bottle you'd be like am i drunk or am i not drunk and like you don't remember and you're like do i not remember because i'm drunk or do i not remember he's like
0: i don't feel drunk
1: yeah you'd be like what like what the fuck is it would be so surreal to like snap into it and have like a beer in front of you and you'd be like am I okay to drive? Like, why should... you? Sh- this guy should not be drinking. Like, when he says, like, when he has a gun, and he's like, is it your gun? And he's like, I definitely shouldn't have a gun. And we're like, yeah, we, you should not have a gun.
0: I don't have any other Fast connections. I have some trivia, but is there anything else that you caught in terms of making this a Fast and Furious movie, in terms of, like, Letty's memory loss?
1: I was having a relation... So, who do, who do we think that he is, once you said bloodshot, I couldn't unremember that, but, like, who would he be in the fastaverse?
0: This does not help narrow it down, but he's very good at what he does.
1: I, because I have an answer in mind, so I'm, I'm wondering if you got to the same place. That's what I'm asking.
0: I don't know. Who do you have?
1: I'm thinking the only logical, like, comparison would be Brixton. Erased his memory, right? Like, he still mm. remembers it, but he mm-hmm. has, like, a past. He's very good at what he does, and he's also, like, a four hire killer, essentially.
0: I was also thinking, like, I was trying to think as I watched the movie about, like, what it was actually like between four and six to have Letty basically be recruited by Shaw, right? And, like, the going yes. through and, like, seeing people take advantage of her. And, like, she doesn't have this. Like, she's not unable to make. Short term memory, so she knows probably that, like, Shaw's kind of an asshole and she doesn't really want to be doing this life, but she can't remember who she was. Different thing altogether. She has but the I complete that, opposite,
1: like, the reciprocal. Like, she doesn't remember anything before, right. but she's fine from then on.
0: I think bricks it would make sense. It's got to be someone who. It's, it's tough because, like, the, the, this plot device has been done. Like, the reason we're covering these is for Letty, but it's the opposite of Letty, so.
1: I'm kind of feeling like, okay, who do you think Joey Pants's character is?
0: Um. Hmm. A manipulator. Yeah. But not necessarily a bad... I mean, he's Brian? I was thinking Mr. Nobody. I feel like Mr. Nobody's... Well, okay, so I feel like Mr. Nobody's intentions, we have no idea what his actual intentions are, but he seems more honest and genuine. Like, I think the way that this movie frames it, is we're not Joey meant Pant's to Is
1: Joey Pants not honest and genuine? He's taking well, bad guys blood off the street. him for a year. Yeah, but I mean, he's still, like, accomplishing, like, a goal that is, like, for the moral good, right? Like, he's, like, getting rid of criminals.
0: What we're seeing, though, like, through Guy Pierce's eyes, like, he's the, most, he's the most evil in the world.
1: No, because he, he, he is his friend.
0: But everything he has is, like, on the back, it literally says, don't believe his lies. Like, what we see well, Because he wrote it
1: himself because he was angry at him. That's not, like, a true statement.
0: Oh, I know that, but, like, that's what we're led to believe is all I'm saying. Okay. Like, we're we're meant as the audience to, from the very beginning when he takes the picture of him and like he says like you know write whatever on the back and like writes in like that in that weird cursive then he scribbles it out or writes it about like Trinity like there's things that he's being told to write and he's like
1: don't trust her
0: I also want to point out that like if that's actually whoever wrote that if that's Guy Pierce, like that handwriting like should be a font like that's a beautiful handwriting oh you liked that, it that like, ink pen I loved it
1: it's really great for this movie. It's not like a handwriting that I'm like, oh, this is, this is like very aesthetically pleasing all the time. It fits the tone and the theme of this movie very, very well. True. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, it matches this aesthetic. I don't see it. And I'm like, oh, man, like, this is just such a beautiful, like, I wouldn't want to write wedding invites with it. But like, in the like, oh, I don't know where I am. I'm kind of shaky. Like, my memory is like a little lost. Like, yes, that in that sense, it's perfect for this film.
0: So you think it's more Mr. Nobody, like, just, I guess, hiring help to rid the world of evils which makes sense but i think it's like mr nobody if we thought that mr if we were led to believe that mr nobody was evil
1: well it depends on what side you're on right like mr nobody could be evil like cypher could be like trying to you know build a bomb to like actually stop something a cause that she believes in it's like what side? we just see one side and we think that they're the positive right
0: right which is why again that's why i'm saying like we're led to believe that he's evil so i think that like because we're led to believe that mr nobody is good and Joey Pants is evil. That doesn't like quite exactly like I think it's more Brian manipulating and using people to get ahead, in whatever way, and to also a cop that we don't really know is a cop until the end, right? So okay,
1: fair. That's a good point too. Yeah, that's very good. Yeah, I can see both. That that works for me. Those were like the three main characters that I was like thinking. Like I definitely got Trinity as cipher. Joey Pants is Mr. Nobody for me, and Guy Pierce is Brixton.
0: Also, when you said, I will say, when you said Cypher before, I was thinking, because I have Joey Pants in the brain, that's Cypher from The Matrix, and, like, that kind of worked too, oh. like, the kind of manipulative too thing, too, right? So Yes, very true.
1: Right. Oh, wow. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even make the connection. I was just obviously thinking about Charlize, so, yeah.
0: So on one version of the DVD, which I think is the one that I had originally, and I might still have somewhere, I don't remember, you could... Unlock the chronological order of this, but like oh. it was like hidden, like deep in menus. Like it was this whole like the DVD. Did I don't you ever watch this. it like that. No, there I were the don't DVD piece was would. like. a... Case file, like it was like a blue, like a doctor's not pad, but like a doctor's patient file, right? And like you would open it, and like when you put it on the DVD, like you had to like play like memory games. It was like remember where these things are. Like that was like the menu. I was like, this is weird. But like on That's the second cool. disc, you had to like answer questions to basically unlock. I'm sure people have ripped it. It's on YouTube, or something. not? Maybe not YouTube, but like somewhere, right? Like you could probably find it illegally yeah. wherever, right? But like, or
1: no, even on like, I'm sure there's like a way to do it on like. Amazon, Netflix, whatever. Like, it's just called, like, the alternate cut or something. Yeah, somebody no
0: has it. So Stephen Tobolowski who played Sammy Jankis, in real life had amnesia. So he was given an experimental painkiller that induced amnesia for surgery he'd undergone. And he said that it helped, he thinks it helped him get the part because no other actor would likely have had his firsthand experience, which is
1: pretty cool. Did he, ha- like, would he have amnesia forever? Or just, like, just for a little bit.
0: Based on what I just read, based on that, it sounds like that it was like, just for a, hey, a time for, for, to forget the surgery. I don't know. I don't know. But if he, it seems like it wore off if he's able to remember that he had amnesia, right? Like,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's not permanent. I've definitely blacked. I mean, like I blacked out before from non-drinking too, just like in high stress situations. I've definitely like blacked out and like lost like big chunks of a day or something. Have you ever experienced that? Like you like you like are somewhere and then you're like, and I'm sober, like, I remember, like, as a child, and I would just be, like, somewhere else, like, of the age of reason, like, not, like, you know, because I'm just a small child.
0: I might have told this story on here, but I remember in high school, I stayed up all night at a friend's house playing poker, and I drove home at, like, six o'clock in the morning, and I got home as my parents were getting ready to go to go to work, and it was, like, the summer or whatever was fine. They were like, this is a weird time for you to be getting home, but whatever. And I had bunk beds at the time, like, I, I just, I always, I never shared my room with anybody because I had bunk beds because I was cool, dude. Yeah, that's and I always slept on the bottom, but I woke up five hours later on the top, and I was like, I don't remember getting up here. And I was like, I probably shouldn't have driven here four <laughs> hours ago, five hours ago, if I was going to be in a state where I would apparently climb my bunk bed, which I never did, get on my top bunk. like I was like, that feels wildly dangerous in retrospect.
1: And I'm also assuming you weren't drinking either.
0: No, I was totally sober. I hadn't drink until I was like yeah, that's 22 what I thought. or something. Yeah, that was just like a, I was just exhausted to the point where like I hadn't slept in, you know, twenty In a high hours. stress
1: situation, like you were inducing the stress, but you were in a high stress yep. situation.
0: In terms of the consider for the role, uh, for the Guy Pierce part, Aaron Eckhart, Brad Pitt, aforementioned Brad Pitt, Charlie yeah. Sheen and Thomas Jane were all considered for the role of Leonard before Guy Pierce got the part.
1: Oh, Charlie Sheen would have been kind of weird, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel. Yeah, I don't yes
1: not even at the time like at the time like even even at like peak charlie sheen time i think it would have felt very very disjointed like it it would have been weird yeah
0: apparently christopher nolan's first choice for that role was alec baldwin though which we again we just you know we when we did the getaway we're like he's Steve McQueen. ashley judd famke jansen and angelina jolie were considered for the role of natalie the trinity part which i can see all three of them doing but i think she's she's good i mean i don't think she's She's very good. I think they all could have done that, though. Like, it's not. It's a. It's a manipulative. Part. Like, it's a weird role to play because, like, you have to be like. I'm being portrayed in a in the wrong light the entire movie.
1: The only one that I could kind of have a little bit of issue with is Angelina Jolie, but I think that if I would have seen her in it, I think she would have pulled it off. That's the only one that I'm like, ah, I don't know how it would work out, but like it would depend on like how it's how the takes are that those days." So,
0: and the only other trivia that I have is that my favorite band Radiohead Paranoid Android, which is probably their biggest hit, was originally going to be used in the closing credits, but Christopher Nolan realized that he did not have enough money to pay oh. for that song. And that song is mostly about, you know, like, mental stuff, like insanity and just being manipulated and lied to and everything like that. and so Very
1: interesting. Wow. Yeah,
0: so it would have fit very thematically, but uh, yeah. You want to watch a trailer? Yes. So if you search Memento Trailer on YouTube, the first thing that comes up is some guy named Nicholas Ricuccia, who has the Memento Trailer. It's got like six million views or something like that. It's two minutes and 21 seconds. So let me know when you're ready to play it, and we will count it down.
1: I'm ready whenever you
0: are. All right. Three, two, one, play. Okay. Rated R. I was saying before to you, before we started recording, that the Movie Clips Classic trailers is a 90 second. This is an extra minute, so I don't know what this is, but we'll find out. A week. A week.
1: Okay. Where am I? Let me turn it up some.
0: I do want to say that the transition from black and white to color is still so cool. Like, even remembering what it so. happens, yes, it's still so cool.
1: You yep. Oh, well, only every time I, see you. I love Joey it's Pants in this movie. movie. He's so good. No, no,
0: no, Lenny! It's, it's I have yeah. no short
1: like that he, 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 he stylized the font in that one tattoo. Like, in facts. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He spent like a lot of time on just that tattoo. Oh, no. He goes to tattoo shop, so he probably got that one at a tattoo shop.
0: Yeah, here that's nice Dying. Dying. oh yeah so say what, what did you just thing. say because I was just I was there's trying to listen to that. just because there are there's
1: like one know. tattoo that he has that, like is like on his arm and it's like very stylized because like he's like hand doing the rest of them right but I was like oh how did he do that one like so well and it's like no he would he spent time in tattoo parlors too so okay fighting him
0: Naked my guy.
1: Life, took away my fucking memory.
0: Kill him. This feels like not a real trailer because he just said my fucking memory, and I don't think that would have happened. So I don't know what this is. So maybe this isn't the official trailer, but it's fine. It is what it is.
1: Yeah, it's just scenes. What have I
0: done? Oh, he starts to see. It's structured in the in the style of a trailer. It's a little bit more spoilery probably, oh, right. but.
1: How many times I gotta tell you? Yeah it's not safe for you to hang around here anymore. Huh? Because that cop's looking for you. <laughs> oh shit.
0: You're gonna pay for what you did.
1: He's getting chased. Out of the... Who lets this guy drive, by the way? How is his driving working?
0: Well, I mean, you have you long-term memory. You like, you ha- you its you you know, know you can drive. It's just a matter of, like, I don't remember where I'm going. It feels like he's always holding, like, directions. Yeah, but that's kind of dangerous. Oh, it's def- 100%, 100% dangerous.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, how is he not, like, crashing into people all the time and then just, like, walking away, like, whoops, I forgot. You know, I've had more rewarding friendships than this one. I've had more rewarding friendships. Although I do get to keep telling the same jokes. <laughs> that's it that actually is a good joke too by the way yeah like i get to t- i get to tell you the same jokes over and over again
0: oh and i do remember that like otney mem which is the memento spell backwards was their their whole marketing campaign for this i remember uh, that you know obviously after the fact but
1: uh, i didn't remember that because i don't remember like i don't think that i was like aware of this as it was coming out
0: oh it definitely wasn't but i just remember like being like engrossed because i this came out in 2000 i i saw this for sure in high school on DVD, so I was it was probably I, was, I think so too, yeah, 2003, 2004 probably. So I think I probably did like a deep dive and I had like I had the poster. This is definitely one of those like mind fuck, like high school, college, like bro, you gotta <laughs> <see Limento>. like, <laughs> yeah, I think it's like I think it's genuinely a great movie, but it's also one of those like, yo, know, you gotta see Donnie Darko, yes, see this movie, yes, you see fight club, it's fight just like, club. Yeah. yep,
1: yep, yep, I think so too. It's like if you would have hit this like right as it came out and you're like. 14, 15, and a guy, you'd have been like, whoa, like this yeah. is peak cinema. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs>
0: like wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay, the final thing, the final game is the letterbox game. So for reference sake, Joe, we hit the milestone last time. Mad Max Fury Road has now been seen by 602, 600, oh, 602,000 okay. people. Memento, from oh, 2000, God. directed by Christopher Nolan, starring Guy Pearce, Carrie Ann Moss, Joe Pantoliano, Mark Boone Jr., and Russ Faga. Has been seen by how many people? Good luck.
1: I'm going to make my biggest guess of all time. Okay. I got to go 250,000.
0: Higher. Higher. Mm-hmm.
1: 350,000.
0: Higher. 400,000. A little bit lower.
1: 385.
0: 3.92.081. I saw that, and I was like, oh, God, that's a lot of people. That's a lot. This is... I was
1: guessing high at 200, but I was like, oh, man. Yeah, I knew it was going to be, like, a monstrous... No- like, yeah.
0: Good movie, cool movie, n- film nerd, director, like, everything is in this movie. So now here's the very difficult thing. Out of those almost 400,000 oh, people, how many people have it in their top five, top four of all time? Average rating, 4.1%. Most common, four stars, then five stars, then four and a half stars. This is one of the highest rated movies I think we've probably ever done. How many of those 392,000 people have it in their top four? Again, good luck.
1: I'm going to go 2,500, and I think that's a stupid high number.
0: It's not stupid high enough. Really? Yeah.
1: 4,000.
0: 3,900. three point nine 3.9K. It doesn't give me a nor. So here's the thing. I don't know where to begin picking people, so I just yes, went to two yeah, people... Yeah. So do you want to pick a number one or two? Two. So we're going to do G. Lou at Nine Space King on Letterboxd, who has reviewed it three times. Let's see what these reviews are. Complex and Ingenious, five stars. Okay. An incredibly complex, mind-blowing thriller from Christopher Nolan, five stars. (laughs) And then he writes one backwards... In conclusion, this oh boy, he gets a really he gets a really kind of cutesy with this third review five stars. So G. Lu from Virginia, I like to draw and code in my spare time. Top four films. This is his number three film. Primer. No, the, his <laughs> other three movies are three of. I don't want to say this in a way that like makes it overstates it. It's not the biggest movies of all time, but there are three of the biggest movies of all time.
1: Avengers Endgame.
0: <laughs> no, there's no they're all from two from the 90s and one from the 80s.
1: The Matrix or was that 2000?
0: No, that was 99. You're you're in the right decade. Um one of them is on a podcast that Mike and I are currently doing.
1: Top Gun.
0: Nope, the Mission other Impossible. other half bat. The other half of that podcast.
1: Oh, um, Forrest Gump.
0: No, but okay, so here's the thing. So, right actor, of course, you got there. Same year as that, one of the other biggest movies, like the one of the movies that people, because Forrest Gump won a bunch of awards, people were like, uh, like other movies should have won that came out the same year as Pulp Fiction. This other movie, which people, a lot of people consider the best movie of all time, came out that year. That's this guy's number one movie. But then there's also Shawshank the Tom Redemption. Hanks movie. Shawshank Redemption number one okay but there's also what's arguably I don't know if this is the right way to describe it what's Tom Hanks' biggest movie bigger than Forrest Gump I would say maybe, maybe. big I'm, obviously well big yes but no not big <laughs> I don't want to give too many more hints. I will Bigger give more than hints if Forrest I
1: Gump around the
0: same time. A year, a year later, 1995.
1: What is... Keep going. I can't I can't dig it out. I'm not big. I'm it's not the first big. in
0: a franchise.
1: The first in a franchise with Tom Hanks?
0: Mm-hmm. He's done two franchises ever. One is The Da Vinci Code. This other one, one of the best franchises of all time. Each movie kind of gets better than the previous.
1: I don't know. It's not Catch Me If You Can. That's way later.
0: And it's also not a franchise.
1: Yeah, not a franchise.
0: Reach uh, for the Sky.
1: What? What is it? I don't know. There's a
0: snake in my boot. I don't know. Toy Story.
1: Oh, fuck me. Okay. Like, that is yes. probably his biggest You're movie. right. Like, you're that's... right. You're right. You're right. I just didn't see him in it. You're 100% right. Yep.
0: And then number two is also the first in a franchise of four. But it's from the early 80s. It's
1: from the early 80s. And it's from a
0: guy, it stars a guy, not from a guy, it stars a guy who we have linked to the Fastiverse. Not in the Fastiverse, but we have linked to the Fastiverse.
1: We have linked them to the Fastiverse. Is it Indiana Jones?
0: Raiders of the Lost. Yes! Mm -hmm. (laughs) Good clues, bud. Those are like only for me. (laughs) Shawshank and Raiders and Memento and Toy Story and the other guy's top four. His picture was Memento. His top four were Memento, Minority Report, Saving Private Ryan, and Eyes Wide Shut. What I found is that people, no offense to people who have this in their top four, Kind of basic bitches when it comes to this. But <laughs> like, I love Memento, and I also love the biggest movies of all time.
1: Yeah, I was I was thinking we were gonna get more of the like Donnie Darko, Fight Club, Primer. Like I'm like I'm a this is the kind of movies I like. You know. Let me
0: find. Let me find. It shouldn't surprise you that almost all these people, all these pictures I'm looking at, are of dudes. Raphael, Zodiac, Jurassic Park, Memento, Zodiac, of Men. Yes. Forrest Gump, Shawshank, 12 Angry Men, Memento, The yep. Matrix, Forrest Gump, Memento, The Sunset Limited, which I don't know, Interstellar, Pulp Fiction, Memento, and Your yeah. Name, yep. Interstellar, Hacksaw Ridge, Memento, and Gifted, okay, these are all like, oh yeah, okay, this makes sense.
1: Yeah, that's what I, I was, the one you, oh fuck, you just said one that was like, I was like, oh, how did I forget that one too? There was like another one in there that was like, yes, I get it.
0: You're not winning any creativity awards here when you're putting Memento in your top four, apparently. No offense, no. I love Memento. It's my I favorite Christopher It's my second favorite Christopher Nolan movie. It's, I think, his best, but I have the poster up in my dorm room, but, you know.
1: So do do they.
0: (laughs) Boy, so do they. Well, Joe, on Friday, we're going to have our memory wiped once again. Cool. We're going to talk about Dark City, which is Justin Kleiman's patron pick, which I'm very excited about. I have Um, no idea what this is about. I want to say something, but I'm not going to, so I will save it. But yeah, it came out in 1998, directed by Alex Proyas, who directed... Knowing with Nicolas Cage, which is the mm. world is ending. There's also numbers in that, unlike, you know, very much like Lost, where it's just oh, like there's true. numbers that mean things, disasters. Ooh. Any other thoughts about Memento?
1: No, if you haven't seen this movie, go watch it. You, I, It is really good. Uh, there's a reason why every 15-year-old boy puts a poster of it in his dorm room. Or, I mean, 17, 18, 20-year-old boy, whatever.
0: Yeah. For all things Too Fast, Too Forever, you go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash fast 2 forever or at fast 2 forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Come back on Friday, if you remember, <laughs> for Dark City. Check out our Patreon page at fast 2 forevercom Email us, family at cageclub.me. And let us know how you're enjoying lap seven so far. The Leticia Please. Ortiz, Michelle Rodriguez Missing Pieces app. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And we'll see you next time right here on Too Fast, Too Forever. Peace Peace out. out. You anus pieces. pieces.